For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Ashley Chilcutt. Joining me today over Zoom is The Piano Guys. Now, this is a really exciting interview. The Piano Guys are a YouTube sensation group from Utah, and I'm joined here today by pianist John Schmidt and cellist Stephen Sharp Nelson. Thank you so much for joining me today, gentlemen. It's our pleasure to be with you, Ashley. Thanks for having us on your radio show. No, I have to say, I I usually don't fangirl, but I feel like I'm fangirling a little bit today just because I've seen your guys' we'll we'll videos all over the place. And <laughs> it's so much different, I guess, seeing your faces through a computer, but then having you respond to me. You're <laughs> sweet. <laughs> That's Thank very you. kind of you, Ashley. Thank That's you. very, very nice of you. Thank you. I know that you guys are set to perform with the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square for the Music and the Spoken Word on Sunday, August 28th. Now, this is an exciting opportunity for you guys. I just want to know how you felt when you learned that the Tabernacle Choir was like, hey, we want the piano, guys. <laughs> you know, I, I was, I've been thinking about this a ton, actually, because I, I, my mother was a professional opera singer and John's father was a choral a director. I mean, choral music is part of our lifeblood. We grew up listening to it. We grew up singing it. We grew up with the Tabernacle Choir in our homes constantly. And now that they've upgraded with the Orchestra Temple Square, for me, that is that they've just gone into the stratosphere as far as I'm concerned. Again, all volunteer musicians that are sacrificing their time and, and giving their talents so willingly, that is why there's such an incredible special feeling about the music that they perform. But uh, somewhat tongue in cheek, but somewhat uh, realistically too, I John, I'm sure John would agree with me on this. It feels like we grew up next to them because we're kind of in the same industry and we're sort of neighbors on the same street, but they were like the cool kids. And we're like, hey, hi, can, can, can we hang out? And they're like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm busy, you know. And we're like, but how about next week, you know? Huh, um, huh, you know? And so finally when they're like, okay, it's time. We're like, we're in, we are so in. So this is really exciting for us. We're not worthy of it, but we're, we're elated at the opportunity to share in really what has always been a mission that is aligned. We're both about the same purpose, the divine purpose of music to put it out there in the same way. And so this just makes sense. And we've tried before, both of us sort of have asked each other and it just hasn't lined up. So this is the first time it's actually lined up. And I think people have gotta be there. If, if you're able to be there August 28th, uh, in person seats are um, free, first come, first serve basis. I know and what an incredible also, thing. You can also stream it on YouTube on the piano. I'm sorry, on the Tabernacle Choir and Orchestra Temple Square YouTube channel. But there will be. I, I'm hoping that people will feel some magic in person. Oh, I can only imagine. I know sitting where you guys will be sitting, you'll have that beautiful choir behind you with that beautiful sound and I just can't imagine not getting emotional at least once during that experience I don't know if how emotional I'm gonna cry I I'm gonna oh. bet I'm gonna just put money on it right predict now it. how yeah. much how much money are you willing to put on it? <laughs> that's true <laughs> oh I'm such a basket cake when my mom my mom died prematurely in my life and she was a big crier and I think she just left that on the earth she just gave it to me when she took off she's like <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. You have it. So, uh, oh yeah, guaranteed there'll be some tears, but 
I there'll be good tears and I hope that I'm a social crier too so if there's anybody in the audience that I could see crying that'll get me cry that'll get me I no one cries alone in my presence you know it's I'm, uh, yeah, all, I'm, I'm I'll be with you. I'm an empath I'm an empathetic crier too which is a problem <laughs> okay, at yeah. church sometimes but <laughs> so I know that this concert is free specifically but you have filled out full venues before but the conference center can seat up to 21,000 people. I don't really know what the biggest venue is that you performed in, but that's a lot in my mind. So if there's a big turnout, will this be the largest audience you guys have been in front of? Well, at 9.30 in the morning, do, do people come? I, I guess they do, do they? <laughs> it depends. I, I mean, if the piano guys know. are there. <laughs> that's a lot of they, I will have to say, Ashley, and this might add a little scarcity momentum motivation for people, but they do have to limit the seats. I think they're capping it at 15,000. Okay. Just still to be conscious of, of the time that we're in right now. So it's not going to be quite 21. So we, we performed, I think 21 might, have, if we can fill the entire conference center, that would be our biggest. We've mm -hmm. done more than 15,000 before. In fact, when we perform at Vivint for our Christmas show in Salt Lake, we're actually this is a this is our one of our on years for that see we we usually don't perform every year it's every two to three years we do a utah salt lake city show and it's the christmas show at vivid it's kind of become sort of a tradition a little bit and we're doing that this year on december 17th and that's going to be a lot of people too so when we do that show that's typically one of our biggest shows so but what we're really heading towards hopefully is let's just stop doing separate Christmas concerts, you know, Tabernacle Choir. Let's just do it together. You know, maybe that'll happen. And then we could get the 21,000 number as long as Ashley and her friends show up. <laughs> I'll have to drag my husband along then. <laughs> oh, the husband, John. He John likes music. Don't worry. Joke at our show. It's like, thank you to all the, uh, all the women in our audience. And sorry about that husbands that got dragged to our show. You know? <laughs> Awesome. Well, yeah, I saw that December concert on your tour list on your website. I know you have quite a few shows you're going to be touring throughout the United States during the year. I don't know what it's like to go on tour, but I'm sure that the world starts feeling pretty small after a while. You start making lots of friends everywhere. I want you to summarize, I guess, your coming to fame story for me really quick, because I know you started selling pianos, and I know you've recently gotten into that again re-advertising for selling pianos but you started making these music videos initially to advertise pianos in an out-of-the-box way so that intrigued me I just want to know again from you what were the beginnings well um I was left on in a basket on John's doorstep so that was the <laughs> real beginning and he raised me so thanks John for that so do you <laughs> Is he like your stepdad or kind of, I don't yeah, know. I don't know how that <laughs> works. No, actually, in reality, I met John when I was 15 years old. I was playing with Peter Breinholt, which I hope that everybody recognizes that name. He was, he is such a musical icon in Utah and love Peter B. And he played with John a lot. And I was playing as, as Peter Breinholt's cellist, you know, it's like I was this 15 year old punk kid and John and Peter would share shows together. And so I just loved John's music. I sincerely loved John's music. And I was like, hey, do you, could I just play cello on one of your songs? And he's like, yeah, he totally gave me a chance. It was way cool. And I came back from a mission and I started playing more and I would come out and only play a couple songs, you know, once in a while and, and then leave. And it was kind of like just sort of this accessory. And then one day at Thanksgiving point, John just decided to hand a vocal mic to me. 
And I think he's regretted it ever since. John, have you regretted <laughs> that ever since? Steve is the, one of the world's funniest. He's such a great comedian. He's got <laughs> world comedy. And it was so cool to have that element in the show. People just absolutely loved it. And so, yeah, that started that started the musical end of things. And then Paul Anderson, the piano store owner, was a friend of ours. And, and we just kind of did a favor for him, really. It just yeah. all started as a favor for a friend. Mm -hmm. And we had no idea that it would take off and that, you know, and then it, it turned into something big. But but unfortunately, we 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 have this name that that is a very, very unfortunate name for Steve. When we uh, realized that Paul's uh, YouTube channel called The Piano Guys could not, we couldn't change the name or we would lose all of our YouTube, uh, you know, visibility. So uh, poor Steve had to decide, you know, I'll, I'll just be a piano guy. And, and I look like <laughs> and I and I look like a big jerk. Because <laughs> I look like very self-centered kind of guy, but. Oh well, we're, li we're living with this awkward name. That's right. That's right. But it opens. It's a great conversation starter, especially when you play the cello for a group called the Piano Guys. Yeah, that's interesting. I I guess at least it wasn't the fight of like starting a restaurant. Like, do we call it Nelson and Schmitz, or do we call it that's Schmitz true. and Nelson? You know, <laughs> neither, one, neither one of those sounds any good at all. I wouldn't. Nelson um, Schmitz. <laughs> it was more or less a tease. Just a closing question for you guys before you yeah. go. Um, I noticed at the end of one of your music videos, it's the one where you play um, a Beethoven, I think it's a medley. At the start of the video, it says, don't only practice your art, but force your way into its secrets. For it and knowledge can raise men to the divine. And that's a quote from Ludwig von Beethoven. What advice would you have for people who would love to continue chasing their dreams, whether that be musical or academic or what have you, but maybe are discouraged by maybe the economic climate, the political climate, social climate, you know, the types of things that kind of are beyond your personal control, but can really weigh you down? That's a great question. I think John is the best to answer this. <laughs> Well, we both usually answer this for a lot of people over the years. And mm -hmm. the thing we love to go back to is a quote by President Benson that's, that really has affected us that we've tried to model after. And it says, whoever puts their life in, it, whoever gives their life to the Lord will find out that he can make a lot more with their life than they can. And I think what happens is he takes our natural gifts and he he adapts them to their to the use of, you know, we we real, we're real believers that, uh, you know, that scripture Moses, I have a work for thee, applies to each one of us, and it will involve gifts that we have, and that the Lord can work through us if we give our life to Him, and then to consult with Him, you know, and to not think of it as as our career or our life but but it's it's a life that's sort of on loan from god and to you know to use to use it wisely it's a stewardship and to uh consult with the lord on on how we use our gifts whatever whatever they may be whether it's music or or whatever it is i really appreciate that response john mostly because i think it gives people who are discouraged 
it gives them the power back. It, it gives them the ability to ask and receive answers for their circumstances and their gifts and their purpose. And so I guess the discouragement would probably dissipate. Yeah, many times that those answers come in the form of a, an interest in in something or uh, just, you know, a passion for something. A lot of times that is spiritual guidance taking us to the right place. And I think just to make sure that our motivation is is focused towards what what would the how can I serve the Lord? How can I give my life to the Lord rather than selfish motivations? I think then then the Lord prospers our way and and gives us nudges and restraints and doesn't allow us to make many you know disaster <laughs> false steps that would that would you know be be hard to recover from so that's true he gives us the diagonal <laughs> the shortest path to success i suppose but i've really enjoyed our interview today and i am really grateful to have been a part of it um, I personally really appreciate your instrumental music because I cannot study and listen to music with words. <laughs> oh, if, if you have uh, students listening um, on on this podcast, tell, everybody needs to tell their phone to play study music by the piano guys, and yeah. it'll it'll uh, it'll be great study music. We've got a whole study playlist. Yes, we do. Awesome. Well, we appreciate Thanks, it as Ashley. students here at BYU-Idaho. Thank you so much. <laughs> so fun to talk to you, Ashley. Thanks for your time today. It was fun to talk to you as well. For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Ashley Chilcutt. This was an interview with the Piano Guys, pianist John Schmidt and cellist Stephen Sharp Nelson joined me over Zoom today.